We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This is the Sooner Sports Podcast. Your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate. Are you in good hands? And by Riverwind Resort. Riverwind Resort, the place to be. Now, here's your host, Chris Plank. All right, welcome into the Monday Presser Podcast. Along with Chad McKee, I'm Chris Plank. We'll hear from Lincoln Riley coming up a little bit later on. And, of course, three interviews, Creed Humphrey, Neville Gallimore, and Jalen Hurts. But right now we are joined by the face of the Sooners, Chad McKee. By the way, Chad, we had fun this weekend. We got a couple of dubs. It might have been a bye week, but soccer getting a win and volleyball getting a win. Not too shabby. Love it when you take a week off from football, you get to shift gears a little bit, and you win. That's the best part around it. It's <laughs> awesome. And, and soccer nearly got a win on uh, on uh, Thursday night as well. They yep. had an overtime game, lost on a heartbreaker where, you know, they had a chance on a penalty kick in the overtime and, and could not pay it off. So, yeah, good weekend despite no football. So, with football, Lincoln Riley held his press conference today. I don't know. I took away a couple of things, but really – I. I just found it so interesting when he talked about the position change conversation and how maybe, you know, they tinker, I think was the term that was used more than we even realized. I know there were some rumors that hit the internet over the weekend, but I found that to be fascinating from Lincoln today. What'd you take away from the presser, Chad? Some of those things, um, I thought pretty, it's the second straight week, really, second straight press conference, I should say where we've not talked much about the opponent. It, it's been more introspective, both yep. of them. You know, the Agreed. UCLA week, there was not one question about UCLA. And then this week, there's a little bit of a, about, you know, Texas Tech's quarterback situation, which is the biggest storyline in the game by far, and a lot more about what did Oklahoma do during the bye week. I think they're, I think people are still curious about the newness and the unknown with this team, the defense of Alex Grinch, you know, what's going on with it? Are you, are you moving some guys over to that side of the ball? 
And then, of course, Jalen Hurts. People, you do not get a lot from Jalen when you when you talk to him. That's by design. That's the way that he wants it. That's the way he's comfortable with it. Uh, you know, fans and media are just going to have to deal with it. That's the way it's going to be. People are curious to find out more. So you try to probe with other questions, and you really don't get very far. Um, so, yeah, those, those are kind of my takeaways. I think it's good that Kenneth Mann is going to be back, it looks like, this week, and, and they can use some more depth along that defensive line and probably a better – spot for him and that I, I doubt he'll have to play 40 snaps a game and he can be more effective in a more limited role maybe 20 25 snaps for him eventually which uh, you know it's funny I we didn't get a chance to talk about this but I know it's kind of dominated the the talk shows and maybe even to a certain degree the podcast world chat fascinating to see the rotation of defensive players isn't it I mean I know I know sometimes that there's more rotation than maybe we even realize, but at least defensively at linebacker and safety and corner, you see a lot of the same guys. You mentioned being able to use Kenneth Mann like maybe 20 snaps per game. I think that's great because it feeds into what this defense is all about. It's what they want to do, build build depth. It was advertised before the season, and it's been as advertised. And we've talked about it before, and, and you even think back, this Texas Tech game this week, remember a year ago, Robert Barnes, returned a try for two on a two-point conversion by Texas Tech, 100 yards for a right. two-point conversion. Ended up being a big play. Robert Barnes was a big part of the mix last year. He's not in as big a role this year because they've built so much depth, you know, and, and you can afford to, um, you know, play guys. We, you know, Jaden Davis's emergence has changed the scope of the secondary a little bit. It, it, it helps the loss of Trey, Trey Norwood just a little bit that you have more guys back in the secondary with experience. And uh, I think that's only going to go on. We do have, Chris, you know, this is an interesting week. And Lincoln Riley spoke about that at the presser in that now you're hitting game number four and you have the four-game redshirt rule now in college football. So you begin to have to that we will rely upon that will play over the next eight, nine, ten games, or do we need to do we need to sit them out now? Do we need to uh, let them utilize that four game redshirt rule? So that'll be a part of the evaluation process for them this week. By the way, one of the fascinating stories that broke today is that Derek King uh, is looking at transferring or sitting out the rest of the year after uh, yeah. four games in for Houston. So you just never know how that's going to play out. You know, we didn't get a chance to talk much about UCLA because of the bye week last week, but you know, obviously that that win looks a little better after what UCLA did this weekend. But I, I think Toby put it best, a TCB trip, taking care of business. They just went out, won the game, and moved on. It was businesslike. Yeah, it, it was. Uh, you know, and, and then you, you think back, UCLA scored 14 against Oklahoma. Right. They scored 50 in the second half against Washington State on Saturday night. So I, I, that's encouraging for the Sooner defense. It's dangerous to play the score comparison game in college football, any any sport, as you know, Chris. But, yeah, I think, I think it's encouraging um, that they got out there, they got that win, got to play a lot of young guys. And now, you know, what you get this week is you get the ability to, to be rested, uh, see where you are, you reevaluate, you go into conference play, pursue a fifth consecutive conference championship. And uh, maybe, you know, you start to reevaluate some of the non-conference opponents that you play. It looks like maybe UCLA is a little better than, than they were when you played them. And you still don't know about Houston. You know, I know you, you mentioned Derek King going to transfer um, four games in, which I, listen, I'm going to have to have some time to marinate on just how I feel about that. 
but uh, they lose. It was, the, you know, the defense loses them on a last play against two. I, I think it's still kind of hard to evaluate uh, where, where Houston is. UCLA, I think, is probably a little better than they showed the first three games. Hey, you mentioned not a lot of talk about Texas Tech, and I figured maybe we try to generate some here because, in all honesty, a team whose, I guess you could say, outlook changes quite substantially whenever you lose your quarterback, but still a really good football team, Chad. I don't think this is any pushover coming in on Saturday morning. No, it, it's hard. You, 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 they're a mystery. They really, they really are. You know, they gave up uh, three points in their opener, I think, what, 12 or 14 in game number two, and then gave up 28 points to an Arizona team that uh, you didn't think would score that many on them. But the, the big mystery in that game was Texas Tech's offense because you'd had a couple of opponents, Hawaii being one of them, who had just run all over Arizona's uh, defense. So right. you thought, well, Texas Tech's going to go out there and they're going to light them up for 70 points, and it didn't happen. And, and the, you know, I know Alan Bowman, their quarterback, got hurt, but they only had seven points in the third quarter with him in the game. Wow. So well, that, that's mysterious. They just had not generated much offense. Now it looks like it'll be Jet Duffy or, uh, or the transfer that they have from Rice who was in there also playing quarterback. So they're a little mysterious offensively to me. They, they, you know, the, the, the two things that they have done under Matt Wells, they've been less penalized, which was a big problem for Texas tech during the cliff Kingsbury era. And they played better defense. Those two things you can say about this team. So, uh, and that's a step up. It is, even if maybe their offense isn't functioning at, at as high a level as it has in the past 10 or 15 years. Chad, I'll let you go on two more. First of all, uh, as we get set for Texas Tech this weekend, we get an 11 a.m. game. We have back-to-back-to-back 11 a.m. games. I know for us it's not that bad because, you know, we get the whole day to watch football, but it can be a bit of a challenge, especially on the road. Your thoughts on three straight 11 a.m. starts? Well, you know us. We're, we're going to get up and do work anyway. Saturday Saturday for us is uh, we're doing Sooner game day at 10 a.m. one way or the other. So if it just rolls right into the game, I'm amped up, ready to go after <laughs> doing the you know the Sooner game day with Teddy and Gabe. And so it's it works out great for me logistically. And then, you know, we get to get home at a decent hour uh, and watch some college football the rest of the day. I understand it. it's a challenge, though, for fans and especially for – um, especially for the, the, the uh, merchants in town, oh, it's yeah. 11 a.m. kickoff on a home game. But I, I don't mind it. Uh, in Texas, we're just used to it being at that time anyway. Oh, yeah, absolutely. In Texas, game on, baby. Do the 11 a.m. all game long. And then, hey, finally, I, I, I dug Link. I, I, well, I always dig listening to Lincoln. But I dug Jalen Hurts today. And I know fans want to see smiles and they want to see a guy happy. They want a little bit more Baker. But I kind of dig this intensity from Jalen Hurts. I, I think it's kind of fun to follow just how driven he is, Chad. It is. It's just the only thing about it is it's just different. Yeah, it's so different from what we're used to. But, you know, I covered I covered Sam Bradford when he was here and he was not the most talkative guy. Jason White was not the most talkative guy. Josh Heupel, when he played, not the most talkative guy. When you get used to number one, Baker, remember last year, everybody was saying about Kyler Murray. <laughs> yes. Gosh, he doesn't talk as much as Baker does. Right now. It's just toned down one more notch, essentially. All right, man. Uh, I appreciate your time. Early start. What, you guys will be on the air at 10 a.m. on Saturday morning? Is that right? 10 a.m. Roll you right into the game. Uh, looking forward to it on uh, Fox Sports Southwest. All right, bud. Have a great week, Chad. We'll talk to you next Monday. Right. Thank you, Chris. Appreciate it. That's Chad McKee, and we had just mentioned 
Jalen Hurts. So I had a chance earlier today to catch up with the Sooner starting quarterback. Bye week for Jalen Hurts. How'd you spend it? Was it good? Relaxing at all? Uh, a little bit. Um, ready for Texas Tech now. From that perspective, you've talked a lot about just focus and, and getting this team where you want it. How, I guess, refreshing, how good was it to work on yourselves for this week and not have an opponent you're preparing for? Um, it's always good to, to have a bye week, um, kind of earlier than usually has been for me and even this team. Um, but I think we've had some time to kind of check ourselves, challenge ourselves, and now we're ready to take an, another step as a team. You've done a real good job of blocking out the noise. Is it challenging at all when you hear so many good things said about you? Well, I've had the worst said about me. Um, I've, I've been called N-words. I've been called whatever. I've, I've seen it. I've seen a lot. So um, I don't, I don't, I, that don't pertain to me. I don't, I don't care about it. You know, they, they love you when it's good and they hate you when it's bad. So just man, for, focus on the main thing. Great perspective, man. And then a final thought, developing chemistry with your receivers comes in time, but developing chemistry as a leader, as a first year guy, can you take us through what that process has been like for you? Um, it, it takes constant uh, interaction. I say um, building relationships with your team and, and ultimately it comes down to the trust you can have with your teammates and the trust that they have in you. Um, so as the season goes on, we'll you know, continue to, to see how things are developed. So far, so good on the development of trust, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, man. Congrats on the great start. Good luck. Thanks. From Jalen Hurts to his starting center, Creed Humphrey. Creed Humphrey, fresh off the bye week. We'll start with the same question. How was it for you? Rest, relaxation, a lot of college football? Yeah, it was good. You know, got a lot of rest over the weekend. Uh, got got a lot of good practice in, you know, as far as uh, fixing tech, technical issues, fundamental issues, things like that. And I got to watch uh, quite a bit of the football game, so that was pretty good. For you personally, when it is a technical thing, how hard is that to work on? Because obviously with offensive linemen, is it just getting out and just working on it on the field, or, or is it getting the guys together when you want to work on technique things? Yeah, you know, uh, you know, just getting together after practice, things like that, going over extra stuff. You know, obviously the drill time with Coach B, uh, really being able to focus in on it during our uh, team periods, you know, uh, just going through those things during that time and focusing on those is really big too. As a captain, you know, Coach Beanbo has always challenged you guys. The work away from the facility is where you really make the difference. How have you seen this group come together and you leading that? Has that been a positive for you? Uh, definitely, yeah. We uh, spend a lot of time watching film together, things like that, you know, working extra technique and stuff, doing stuff during workouts together. So it's uh, it's been a big positive for us. What have you learned about this offensive line? Let's just go to the offensive line in general through the first three games. What's been the one thing that's really stood out to you about the way this crew has performed together? Yeah, uh, you know, the mentality is the same as it was last year. So, uh, you know, we have people, uh, you know, trying to dominate people every play. That's a good thing for sure. Uh, you know, just uh, different things, you know. Uh, obviously, there's been some things we need to work on, things that we have done good. So just uh, everybody's been really honed in on trying to improve those things that we need to work on. You've always blocked for, it seems like, a mobile quarterback. How different is it with Jalen and his physical running style? Uh, nothing really too different. You know, we're just uh, doing our job up there no matter what, so it doesn't really change what we're doing. And uh, how have you felt about the youngster, McIver, getting a few opportunities? You get a little bit of rest now and then, but how do you think he's come along back in you? Oh, he's doing awesome, you know. Uh, I'm really glad to see it for me, and he's uh, someone who's came in and he's worked his tail off since he's been here. So uh, just seeing him being able to get these reps and stuff, it's been awesome. Hey, congrats on the great start. Good luck Saturday. Thank you so much. And finally, we wrap it up with a little bit on the defensive side of the football and what Neville Gallimore had to say today. Neville Gallimore, fresh off a of bye week, getting ready for Texas Tech. Take me through the bye week. How was it for you? Um, uh, it was good, you know. Like I said, you know, went through the week, still practice hard, you know, still prepared as as we knew how, and uh, it was just kind of good to 
give our bodies a chance to rest a little bit, you know, kind of get away from it for a little bit. But, you know, now we're, we're ready and amped up and ready to get back to it. As a captain, what's the adjustment been like for you in a more vocal leadership role? How have you handled it? How has things changed, if at all, for you now? Um, you know, just uh, just making sure that, you know, all of us, you know, we're locked in on the same page, you know, just making sure we mean uh, hitting that standard. Um, as far as, you know, I think she, I wouldn't really say much has changed, you know, except for, you know, the fact I had a title. But, you know, every, every everybody, we're all locked in, you know, we're, we're grinding for the same thing and just making sure that, you know, we all collectively can, can play our best ball. One of the most unique things about what Alex Grinch is doing is the rotation. You know, we see a lot of different bodies. How has that helped you and how has that affected you, if at all, with the rotation and, and getting some rest on game day? I mean, I mean it, it's good, you know, guys just – it's just good to see uh, – uh, a lot of guys getting an opportunity to, to play and, you know, showcase the hard work that they put in. You know, I, I feel like, you know, everybody, if most guys can get in the game, you know, it definitely helps out a lot. And uh, I just I just happy for the opportunity and happy the fact that, you know, guys are able to make the plays. And, you know, um, I feel like it, it comes down to the trust and it's a credit to those guys as well and to guys that are just putting in that work. So. Three games in, you're playing lighter. How has that felt? How has that changed? Have you noticed it on game day much? Uh, yeah, for sure. You know, just to be able to play faster, you know, be 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 more disruptive. But you know, there's there's still a lot more, you know, a lot more steps. I feel like I need to take. So I'm just looking forward for the opportunity to build. But you know, it's definitely, you know, I feel like just compared to last year, you know, I'm just noticing things a little bit better, a little bit more explosive, be able to move around a little bit faster, lighter on my feet. And then finally, before we let you run, as much as things change with Alex Grinch, things are the same for you with Calvin Thibodeau. That comfort, how has that helped you in matriculating into this defense? I feel like it's always a great thing, the fact that I've been with Coach for, you know, three three years. And, you know, he's a guy that, you know, he's hungry as a coach. You know, he kind of gives you that motivation, that drive. So, you know, the fact that he's a guy that, you know, is always a hard on you, he'll love you up. But still, he just wants to bring the best out of you. So having that guy in my corner has definitely helped out a lot. A reminder, if you want that video part of it, you can find all those interviews on Soonersports.tv. Hey, tomorrow, the Sooner Sports Podcast Live will drop, so make sure you're subscribed at Soonersports.com slash radio. And real quick, before we hear from Lincoln Riley, let's catch a quick timeout. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Here he is, the head coach of the Oklahoma Sooners, Lincoln Riley, and his Monday presser. Coming off the bye week, which I think was really productive for us in a, in a number of ways, but excited to, to get back at it here in the Big 12 play. Uh, it was unique having a bye week this early, uh, certainly. Um, but I do think some 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 benefits for us, a chance to take a quick back look at the at the the non-conference games, uh, how we've played. Uh, we, we've as we've talked about many times, we've had a chance to play so many young players, so a chance to kind of get back, reevaluate that. Uh, also, a chance to you know, as you start getting into the you know four-game territory for a lot of these guys, a chance to after three games to kind of recalibrate a little bit and and really get a good strong evaluation of some of those guys and have plans here going forward. So you know those 
those a lot of those can change in an instant, but we've at least got, a, I think, a pretty good game plan going forward with with a number of those guys. Um, got good work uh, the beginning of the week. Uh, really got after it pretty good Monday through Thursday, and then uh, we gave we gave our players off uh, the weekend. Uh, this is for a lot of these guys will be you know their main chance to get back home or to get away from it for, for a couple of days before we, we hit kind of this, this, this stretch. And so I uh, gave our coaches a chance to get out on the road recruiting and uh, got to go see a lot of players. So that, that all went well. And uh, yeah, we're, we're excited to be back at it. Um, facing a, uh, a, a new, very good Texas Tech football team. Uh, you know, Coach Wells, I've gotten a chance to know him over the last few years. Very impressed, obviously, with what he did at Utah State. Um, he's, his family, you know, his brother's also a very good coach as well. But he's a uh, he's a really good man, really good football coach. Was was happy when Texas Tech hired him. Uh, uh, this is uh, you know always a, an important game uh, for a lot of reasons. I think you know obviously being our conference opener, uh, our, you know, is a, is a big deal to us. This this conference is has been tough to win these last several years. It will be tough to win again this year. Uh, and, you know, getting off to a good start there is certainly critical. And uh, the, the Texas Tech's a very interesting team coming in. Um, you know, defensively, you know, new defensive coordinator. Uh, uh, came with them. He's a very, very good coach. Uh, and, and a lot of guys coming back. Uh, you know, the two guys that stand out the most would be 96 up front. So a heck of a player for them. Probably the best defensive lineman. Uh, that we've played up to this point, and then their their middle linebacker number one, extremely extremely good linebacker. Uh, and then, uh, as in the same uh, the same breath, probably as good a linebacker as we've played all year. I, I think a guy, Jordan, that's really come along. Um, we've played against him several times, but he's those guys have done a great job with him. He is kind of reminds me of kind of how Kenneth Murray's playing for us. You know, he's been a good player for a number of years, but it seems like he's really taken that next step. It's been extremely impressive on film. Um, offensively watching them, you know, new coordinator, still a lot of the same things that you expect from Texas Tech. They've got really good skill players all over the place. Um, you know, their, their offensive line is a strength of theirs. I think they have uh, close to, if not over 100 combined starts with those offensive linemen, which is a huge deal, as, uh, as we found out the last couple of years. And uh, some very good players there. Quarterback situations obviously up in the air, you know, with with Allen Allen being hurt, um, you know, hope the best for him. He certainly had a you know a, some real bright moments, but some tough tough breaks early in his career. But he's a heck of a player. I certainly wish the best for him and his recovery going forward. And know they've got a couple capable guys obviously behind with with the transfer they brought in, and then obviously Duffy. So they've they've got you know plenty. You know, they've got guys that can play. So um, we'll. We'll have to prepare um, for for those two quarterbacks, and uh, and then you know be ready to try to contain them offensively. Um, only other thing I would mention uh, going into this, uh, got asked about this morning on the teleconference with with Callum Sutherland. We're obviously well aware of the the situation this weekend. Extremely disappointed, uh, uh, you know, in his choices. Uh, I just my philosophy on these on these deals is I these guys. You know, that these guys live in the public eye. They take a lot of grief. A lot of people don't ever find out about. I'm I'm not big on airing out guys' dirty laundry in front of the in front of the rest of the country. It's we're going to deal with it. I'm not going to tell you how we're going to deal with it. It's going to be handled internally, but trust me, it'll be handled appropriately. And and the 
correct message said on what we expect in our program, uh, conduct that's expected, and when guys drop below the line, they're going to be punished. And uh, so we'll, we'll deal with it, but I'm not going to sit up here and go through the, the laundry list of things that, that are going to happen there. So um, I hope that you would respect that. Um, yeah, with that, we'll jump into questions. Have you been looking at different things uh, in the secondary, like Trajan Bridges moving over to safety? Have you been doing anything differently than other people at, at the nickel? Well, we wouldn't. If, if we ever moved somebody, I got asked about this this morning too. If we, if we ever moved somebody uh, to a permanent position, I'm going to tell you guys, uh, we have not done that with Trajan or anybody else. We're always experimenting with different pieces on our team at different places, but uh, that's not something I'd be willing to talk here in front of everybody, including all our future opponents. Eric Bailey. Coach, uh, I do want to ask you a two-part question. First, about Jalen Hurts and just his running style and how he really is a patient runner and waits for blocks to develop and such. And then also, I want to ask you about, he uses the word rat poison a lot when talking about things like the Heisman Trophy and statistics. Just your thoughts on his attitude towards <coughs> his individual accomplishments. Um, yeah, as a runner, he is patient. He, uh, he's got a good feel for for blocking schemes, you know, and you can tell he's just, he's carried the ball a number of times at this level, so he doesn't panic. You know, oftentimes young runners, regardless of what position they play, young runners, they're not patient enough for it, and he's, he is. So part of it's patience, and part of it's just having a good understanding of, of what we're doing. Um, yeah, and then I, I think for Jalen, I mean, you know, Jalen didn't come here for individual awards. Uh, that's, if that would have been the case, you know, one, I wouldn't have brought him here, and two, he probably wouldn't have come here. Uh, the he came here to he came here to win, and uh, that's that's why he's here. He's made that very clear to me from from second one, and you know his his actions. You know, from the day I started talking to him to right now, have have shown nothing but that. And so uh, he's he cares about winning football games, and uh, that's. We've had some other guys at this position that felt the same way. And then occasionally when teams do well and guys play well, then nice individual things happen and it's a byproduct. But it's it's not the main focus. Uh, hasn't been with the guys we've had at that position before, and it's certainly not with Jalen. Yeah, you uh, you faced Bowman last year for a half, and then he goes out. And Duffy came in and actually did some good things. What do you, if, if it is Duffy, which most people think it is, what do you expect out of him and how is he different <laughs> In Bowman. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's definitely more athletic, um, you know, and so there'd be some natural things you, you would think there if, as far as, you know, potentially trying to run him more, you know, that added advantage that Texas Tech's had. Again, it's never a great thing to, to lose your starter. I get that. But, uh, you know, having, having two full weeks, you know, obviously to know that I'm sure has been, been, been a, a positive as far as compared to other times in the season that it could happen. So, yeah, we, we got to see Duffy a lot last year. I mean, he obviously played, I think, a bunch against TCU maybe on a, on a Thursday night game um, when they beat TCU up there and, and played, obviously, when Allen was out against us and a few other people and played well. So, I mean, he's he's got game experience. He's a good runner. He's a very capable thrower. Um, you know, probably one of those things, if you're in a situation like this where you lose your starter to an injury, you, you hope to have a guy like him behind him. So I, I'm, I'm sure they'll be very confident with him. Lincoln, there was a lot to like about Jalen, just even when he was in Alabama, obviously. And when you brought him over here, I take it you were pretty enthusiastic about his potential in your system. What I'm curious to know is, was there something about 
was there something you needed to, you, you sensed might be good here with you, but you weren't sure, and you needed to see for yourself, whether through camp or even three games here, to know, yeah, that's going to be good, if that, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it does. Uh, yeah, I was interested to see, you know, what his buy-in level would be, you know, when you've had, you know, 19 different offensive coordinators in your college career, um, and you've and you've had, I mean, the majority of his career before he got here was successful. I mean, you know, 26 and two, and all the different things he did. You know, he did at the other place. I mean, that that uh, he's had success. And so, you know, when you come here, how much did buy in to our way of doing things, and then making that transition from practice to game field, do you trust it more? Do you trust it less? And uh, he's, uh, he's done a good job in practice. I mean, he did, he did certainly enough to, to win the job and give us confidence that he would do well. But I would say he's even, uh, when he gets in games, his trust level in what we're doing even maybe goes up even more than it does in practice. So that's been, that's been good to see. Anything regarding his quarterbacking that he needed to show you? Um, well, the trust is is quarterbacking, you know. I mean, that's I know that's not the fun thing to talk about, but I mean, it's it's buying into your schemes, your reads, um, you know, playing the position kind of through this offense and playing it a little bit more free and open than I think he has in the past. So I, I think I think mentally he's in a place to where some of the things physically that he does maybe look better than what he's done in the past. I mean, I, it's, it's just such a mental position, man. I mean, there's, there's a million guys that go out there and throw the ball well and go out there and look great at seven on seven. I mean, it's, it's, that's why it's sometimes for us, like through the recruiting process, uh, not the easiest position in the world to evaluate. I mean, you see so, how many busts you see through that in the NFL years after year after year. I mean, so much has got to come together and a lot of it is mental and being connected to your group and your coaches and what you're trying to do and and uh, he's he's you know he's off to a good start there. Can you quantify for us how the level of, of uh, competition is going to step up for your defense when you get in the Big 12 competition compared to what you face so far and uh, you know, how that's going to change how maybe it gets more intense for the defense? Yeah, no, there's gonna there's gonna be you know new challenges certainly. Um, you know, you're going to play. We've played some some outstanding individual players up to this point. Um, I think we're going to play more just outstanding overall units um, as we go forward. And, uh, you know, I, 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 other thing I would say, too, is just the, the quality of, of skill position players that you're getting ready to see throughout this league. You know, where, you know, there's a lot of the you know, a lot of the best skill position players in the country, you know, are on our schedule here in the next, you know, whatever it is, eight, ten weeks. And so, um, yeah, we're going to play, we're going to continue to play good teams. That's why we keep saying, you know, regardless of whatever results, regardless of what side of the ball, you've got to be taking steps forward. Because, yeah, maybe it, you know, yeah, maybe it helps you win a game, you know, a couple of weeks ago, but it also is a factor as you go on down the road. Are you improving? Because you get in those big moments against, really good teams that have really good players, it, it shows up. And you've either been prepping all along or you haven't. And if you don't, then those holes will show when you when you play great people. Based on what you've seen then the first three weeks of the season in the open date, are you satisfied with where that defense is? 
Not satisfied, but excited. Um, encouraged, excited. Uh, you know, I think has shown a lot of the positive signs that I would have hoped uh, that we would have shown at this point. So um, excited about where we can go, but we've got to continue on an upward trajectory, and we just can't let anything within our control stop that momentum. We've got some momentum there. We've got to keep it, and we've just got to keep building because, you know, you're right, the better, worse, whatever, the challenges are going to be different. You know, we're, they're going to be different each week. We know that playing in this league. James Hill. Like in the UCLA game, it seemed like your offensive line really came together. You get ready to go to Big 12 play. What do you think about your unit getting ready to go to conference action right there? Yeah, I think they're doing a good job. Um, Kind of like our whole team right now. I mean, there, there's positive signs, but we're nowhere near where we need to be. You know, we still had too many penalties. That's, you know, of, of anything. That's probably, we've been productive, uh, but we've got to do a better job with penalties there. They were a little bit different breed of penalties, and, and we had a couple the previous week that were either errors on my part or an error by, by some of our skill players that put us, that put them in tough positions. But, um, yeah, we got to cut the penalties down, and yeah, you know, kind of like the previous question, we're going to play, continue to play, you know, different skill sets, different schemes, you know, different. There's going to be different challenges, and uh, we've still got a long ways to go to get to where we can be with that group. Jason Kersey. Yeah, hey Lincoln. Um, when, when you talk about without getting into specifics, I'm just curious how often that experimenting happens in terms of trying guys who are offensive guys on defense and vice versa. Can, can you quantify like? how often it happens and how those things go? Probably more often than what the outside would think. Um, you just, you got, you got so many skill sets and there's so many, there's so many facets to the game of, you know, situationally, offense, defense, special teams, and, and we've always, you know, encouraged our, our staff to think outside the box, you know, and who can, who can help us the most, um, whether it be any of those facets. So there's, we, we probably have a lot more than probably people would guess. We probably have a lot more guys teed up, ready to play, potentially all three sides of the ball than other people might, other people might guess. When you are as good as you've been on offense, is it ever hard to convince guys to give defense a try? I mean, is that just given the success that you've had on the offensive side of the ball? No, I mean we've we've had a couple of guys here in the last few years that have moved back and forth, but I don't, I I wouldn't say I've felt that as a factor. No. Tyler Palmatier, like uh, Charleston Rambo when he redshirted as a freshman, he was a name that popped up a lot in preseason camp, mm -hmm. and it uh, seemed like I guess like a bit of a surprise when he did redshirt. Uh, was he more difficult than normal a guy to tell the way out of here, or did he seem like a slam dunk to maybe just have him wait? It. We went back and forth on his a little bit. We did. We, uh, you know, we had some depth at receiver that year. Our guys stayed pretty healthy. Um, we knew that he was probably good enough to play some for us and help. We also knew that physically he needed to develop. I mean, he came in here. He's always been able to run, but he was real thin. You know, not very strong. Uh, and he's really changed his body, his strength, his weight. All that is up, and he's gotten faster with that. And so it's. It's kind of one of those like, man, he could help us a little bit this year if we have to have him. Let's let's have him ready to go. But it would 
do this kid and all of us probably a favor if if we were able to redshirt him, not feel like we were costing that team too much. And it just, he's like a number of guys over the years. I mean, even kind of like Creed his first year here where it was like, man, one thing happens. He goes and that, that one thing just never happened. But it was kind of getting ready behind the scenes the whole time. So I was certainly glad we were able to. And it made a difference because, again, those guys, I mean, Yes, you gain the extra year, but what so many people don't realize is like when a guy's not playing, you can train him like he's not playing. You're not saving him for a game on Saturday. So yes, these guys are practicing, but we train them like it's like it's off season. And so the strength gain, the weight gain, whereas your your current team, the guys that are playing on Saturdays, it's not you're not trying to make gains, but there's a level of maintaining keeping them healthy, keeping them sharp. And you're not necessarily trying to make like monster strength gains during the season, but you just, you just can't be that aggressive where with these guys you can. And so it makes a difference in that, you know, for a guy like Charleston, you know, you talk about a consistent like full year period, year, year and a half of just straight off season. It just makes a huge difference in his body because he had never had that before. And I think we're seeing some of the results of that right now. Over here at Meyer uh, Back to Jalen. Uh, the old adage used to be like, coach used to say, if you stay, you'll play. In other words, they didn't really like guys transferring. I know he's a grad transfer. It's a little bit different. But if you look around the country, Shane Bouchelle, what he's doing at SMU, Justin Fields working out at Ohio State, of course, Justin, uh, Jalen here, are coaches a little bit more open to guys? Maybe transferring is the best thing. Austin Kendall starting at, at West Virginia. Uh, is that maybe a little bit more opening up uh, the idea of transferring? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, it started with, I think, players being a little bit more willing to do it. Um, I think the transfer portals had an effect on it. Um, and then, yeah, I, I mean, I think it's just, I think everybody adapting to the world we live in. And so um, it wasn't a cat noise, but it was something, huh? Um, uh, Nothing will ever beat that. Um, <laughs> um, so yeah, I, ju I just think it's it, it's the world we live in. I, I think it's it's going to happen. It doesn't matter, you know, what program you're at, how much success you're having. It, it's going to happen. And I think, uh, and and I think there is certainly occasionally guys that it makes sense for. I mean, that's you know we've had, you know, like Trevor Knight's a great example here. I mean, I. After my first year, and I, I mean, I talked with Trevor after the uh, or before the Orange Bowl, and then and then after it, Trevor wanted to stay here. I mean, Trevor would have stayed here if we just said, "Hey, stay." But it wasn't the it wasn't the best thing for him. He had one year left, and I told him, "Man, you're crazy if you stay here." It would have been better for our team. You know, you got a little bit, you know, better insurance policy if Baker gets hurt. You know, his the, the second year, but. You know, it wasn't going to be the best thing for him. And, you know, he got to go and play a year, and, you know, and that went great for him. And there's a lot of guys in that situation. Is this the week that you uh, anticipate Kenneth Mann playing? And is he a, a guy, Lincoln, that can be a step uh, ahead above what you have in there now? Is he that type of player, or is he going to have to come in and really compete with those guys that have been playing well? Yeah, we, we do expect Kenneth back this week. Um, he was really, really close uh, there, really, for the last two uh, non-conference. But just w we weren't quite ready to pull the trigger. Honestly, more from a timing perspective as far as ideal time to recover from the injury that he had as opposed to he probably physically was ready. Um, but 
we know we got a long stretch ahead, and so uh, glad that we were able to rest him. Then we really gained another week of it with with it being the bye week. So it was. Uh, you know, and I think some of the emergence of our young defensive linemen, you know, being able to play snaps and being ready right away has allowed us to do it as well. So, uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to see. You know, it's going to be competitive. I know that. Uh, there's certainly going to be an opportunity for him. He's been a good player for us. Um, but he's going to have to come back and earn the reps, you know, just like everybody else. And uh, we've got some, some good players there. Uh, we have uh, some young guys that are doing some exciting things that are getting better fast. Kenneth obviously brings a lot of game snaps, a lot of experience, and he's going to be fresh and extremely hungry. So, you know, we'll throw him in the mix. And um, I know he's just he's just chomping at the bit. So, you know, more more defensive line depth, experience, quality players is never a, a bad thing, it's certainly when you're playing as many guys as we are right now. So, Coach, I know you guys talk a lot about maybe not being all that thrilled about execution. I'm looking at your running backs. I'm, I mean, you don't have necessarily like an Adrian Peterson type of guy back there. Um, you, you have an inexperienced offensive line, and yet you're second in the nation in rushing. So what exactly is working for you at this point? Um, you know, we've been able to have some explosive runs, you know, I think in, in a lot of the games. I think that's been a big part of it. Um, our backs have carried the ball well. We've been able to keep those guys fresh, you know, and so they're, you know, extremely explosive. Um, you know, we've, we've got some pretty good players in that room. And so, um, and, and then I, the other thing I would say is when we've, when we have had a chance to separate some of the games and we've put in our, you know, younger, more inexperienced backs or same thing with the offensive line, we've been able to continually still run the ball and produce, you know, throughout the game. And so, uh, yeah, uh, you know, and then obviously, you know, with the rushing numbers, you know, Jalen's added to that as well, you know, with our, with, with him being able to, to do a couple nice things in the run game as well. So, no, it's been, I mean, it's, there's been, it's been positive. It's just not when you sit there as a coach and you watch us and all the things we do and, and you see where we are right now and you think about where we think we could get to potentially, there's just such a big gap still that, again, the numbers would say there's been some good things and there has, but the, you know, it's not, it's so far from perfect. I mean, it's not even, we can't even see perfect right now. So we just, you know, we've just got to keep battling. And again, kind of like, sounds like a broken record, but like the question about the defense or about the O line, these new challenges are coming and you got to be ready to do it each and every week. What about Fletcher? What's that? Fletcher. Uh, getting close. Don't think he'll be ready this week. Um, but but I think the rest of the weeks are going to be potentially in play for him. Um, getting close, doing well. Coach, it seems like to this point you and Jalen have shared this mentality of not being satisfied with what you guys have produced so far. And I asked him earlier this morning what they where they have improved, and he said it just comes down to playing more complete football. From your perspective, would you agree with that statement? How do you go about addressing that and becoming more complete during a bye week? Is it as simple as just having more complete practices Monday through Thursday, or is there a little bit more behind that? Well, no, I think there's there's specific things you target. You know, as a coach, you, you you try to break down, you know, what have we not done well, or what do we need to do better, you know, going into this this next stretch of games, and you and you go and try to attack that. So, yeah, I would agree. I mean, that's with him. I mean, I think we're. We do good things in spurts. We haven't been able to sustain it uh, as long as we want. Uh, you know, UCLA was probably the longest that we've been able to sustain it. So there is, 
you know, again, the trajectory of it is positive, but it's just got to keep going that direction. And, uh, and it's not easy to sustain it. I mean, when you talk about all three sides of the ball playing together um, against good quality teams, I mean, they're going to make plays too. And so uh, anytime you can get that momentum, you want to keep it. And we got to recognize what we look like when we have it. And when we don't, we've got to learn to dig ourselves out of it a little bit quicker. And uh, so that's what great teams, great players do. And uh, so it's just, it's kind of the, you're just kind of always pursuing perfection, even though you'll never get there. He's trying to get as close to it as you can. Yeah, Lincoln, you have a rare opportunity to have two bye weeks, obviously this past week and now later on this month or into this month. On and off the field, obviously it helps you with injuries and, and all that other stuff. But what, how do you go about doing that second bye week? Because that's something you all are kind of used to as well. Yeah, um, now that, that'll definitely be different. I mean, it definitely helps from a recruiting perspective, you know, number one, because it's multiple chances for us to get out and, and see the guys we want to see. And again, it's so different getting to actually see them playing games as opposed to going to a practice or going and watching a lifting workout or whatever. I mean, this is a, you know, the best, best evaluation tool that you could have. So that, that part's valuable. Um, yeah. And I think, I think we're just, we're not trying to look at it as that we have two bye weeks. I think we're looking at it more with our team was, all right, you know, we're three games in here's bye week number one, let's look at our team. You know, where are we at? What do we need to work on? What kind of rest do we need? You know, we were able to crank them up pretty good because we're 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 a pretty fresh team right now, um, and played many games. In those games, we've been able to play a lot of people, um, and so we were able to get a lot of work done. Uh, you know, the next bye week, who knows what the scenario will be? You know, and so we're not trying to predetermine too much, but we'll have a good, strong evaluation of our team at that point, and and then just use that time the, the very best we can. Lincoln for months talking about defensive recruiting is all about it's all talk. There's nothing to show. Mm -hmm. Yeah, those first three games, Grinch and Corden staff were out this this weekend. What was sort of the vibe that they got now that you've had three games to show these top kids? Yeah, no, it's it's it it, it, it makes a difference. I mean certainly being able to instead all these promises and hope and hype and all that that's you know we don't buy into much the hype around here you know it's you've either done it or you haven't you know and I think our recruits have been excited about you know the way we're playing defense you know and the way our guys are playing the way we're playing a lot of different bodies the attacking style um, I think it's the majority of the feedback we've got from recruits is it looks like what you guys told us it was going to look like and uh, so I think that's been that's been positive, and, and uh, our guys are doing a good job really trying to narrow down the not only the type of players, but the type of people that continue to bring in and continue to change that culture. And uh, um, a lot of positive momentum. You keep proving it on the field, then on the field, then, then the great ones will follow that. Any more questions? Last one, Ricky. Uh, special teams, after three games, how your special teams been playing, and what do you see them moving into yeah, uh, been real happy with our with our coverage units. Um, I think we've really done some nice things there. Uh, that was a big emphasis coming out of last year. You know, especially with our, our kickoff team. You know, we didn't feel like we uh, we didn't have to cover too many, but we gave up too many big ones last year. And so, been really pleased with our coverage units. Um, 
thought you know, Reeves Munchow had a great game the other night. He hadn't had to punt too much, um, but uh, when he has, he's handled it well. Hit some really nice kicks the other night, great hang time. So coverage unit's been good. Uh, return units, we've, we've been close. We've done some decent things close, with, especially with the explosive returners we have. That's, that's uh, going to be an emphasis for us. I mean, we need to... We need to be a little bit better. Something we were phenomenal at last year. We need to we need to take a big step here in this next set of games. Um, so, uh, yeah, we're doing some good things. Again, I'm really excited about you know just kind of how that that tandem of you know Coach Bullware and Coach Beamer when we kind of dreamed that up, you know now a year and a half ago how it'd play out. Just excited about how that continues to work and how those guys work together and different experiences they bring. And then we've got so many guys on our staff with special teams backgrounds that it's a, it's a competitive environment. And, and that's why we've gotten better at it. So, but it'll be, it'll be a big part of this one, certainly this week and this next stretch. This has been the Sooner Sports Podcast. Make sure to get all the latest episodes online right now at Soonersports.tv slash podcast. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at OU on the air.